The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I want to start off with a story that I heard last week, and I've been saying it many, many times. It's a really inspirational story. As a friend of somebody I know, his name is David. His first name is David. He told me that he himself spreads out my stories around, and he mechazics others. He has a brother that's not Shem Shabbos. And he told his parents a little over, about a month ago, he says, please learn, learn the halachas, you and you and mommy together. He says, very powerful, a lot, a lot of people have Yeshua's. And he finally, about a month ago, convinced his parents to learn it. They did it for about two weeks, a little over two weeks. And after two weeks of learning it, somebody came over to the son, about 20 years old, and told him about, if you're, if you're Machal Shabbos, your, your children will be also all messed up. They won't keep, they won't, they won't be good. And he got inspiration. And he actually kept, I heard this already, I heard it last week, two Shabbos in a row. The parents had learned it maybe two weeks before. After two weeks of father and mother learning it, they already saw bracha with the child, which is amazing. I had somebody else also about a week ago, another, another new story of a bracha who called me up and he said to me, Sukkah's time he started learning this book called Daily Companion, the blue book, I say, from the art scroll. And he said to me something amazing. He said he's doing it for nine people. If one of the nine people got engaged, one of the, it's a girl. And he said to me, since Sukkah's time, it was about a little less than two months, I stopped saying Lashner about a hundred times. He tells me he's a fourth year base medrash, people in the room, they could start schmoozing. And all of a sudden, you start learning it, you actually change. And this is really what's causing the bracha to happen to Yeshua. I spoke to somebody this week, a few days, not too long ago, a few days ago. Actually, I was really inspired from the story a little more. She was a lady, she's been, she's Baruch Hashem, she already married over some kids. And she told me this amazing story, which I heard from her, right? Now she get a little more details. She said about less than four months ago, she had started learning Chafetz Chaim. She told me, that she had a thing 15 years, a tsar, that she had a tremendous tsar, she, said, she couldn't tell me what it is. She said, I've been living it, it's not a life. This tsar is so great, it's not living, it's not called living. So she decided, she's going to learn it for the zechus, and she also had a daughter in Shaduchim, and she decided to learn it, she said 40 days, she did it in a row. She actually did it twice in 40, each day, just to make sure she's going to get 40 days straight. And after 40 days, the Shidduch came with her daughter, and she got engaged. And I asked her, what about the Yeshua of the big one? It says, a big part, maybe 70%, big chalik of the, of the Yeshua came out. It's not total yet, but she already says, I see miracles. I've done so many things in the last 15 years. Every single segula, I did this. I made challah, everything, tzniyas, every single thing there is in the area, and nothing went. But when I started learning Chafetz Chaim to Allahis, it's unreal. He said, I saw tremendous Yeshua. It's not totally finished, but I saw so much bracha. And what happens? The person has a, a little change. And she understood this line, which I tell a lot of people, is you change your life. Other things make a change. And it is a very great change. But your person stays the same person. You're the same human being that you were last week, last year. When a person learns it consistently every day, you become a different human being. It's not the laws. It's not like picking up a book and saying, okay, I want to learn the laws of Shabbos. I want to learn the laws of brachas, which is also special. But the change of the human being from A to Z, it doesn't. this is one of the things that change a person. There are things that change a person, but this is something, and not just a regular change, it's a change of the way you think, the way you react to others, the way you react to all people around, and especially now in such a matzah of the world, where there's mamish, mamish the, there's a, the Tsar of Klaisol and Eretz Yisrael, the war, and, and so many people that were killed, so many captives, there's so much Tsar around. 
He says, now we'll know we need this. We need this bracha of the ability to change your life and become closer to others and have yachtas and not machlekes. I have an amazing story. This is, and I'll say the name. It's an amazing story. It's from Ben Sian Kokis. He's a mashkiach in Lakewood Yeshiva. And he said, I could spray this for and spread it out. He has a brother-in-law. His name is Rabbi Yaakov Rosenzweig, who's a big, 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 ta- big, big person in Eretz Yisrael was. And he was a Rashiva. He had a Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. He told me the name. And about, I think it was right before Rosh Hashanah, he told me his brother-in-law had a stroke. Had a stroke. And then it got bad. It got pneumonia. And it was very, very bad. And look, it didn't look good. It looked like he was not going to make it. And miraculously, he started, he woke up from the coma. From the, not coma, from the, uh, from pneumonia. And little by little, he started getting better. And then he tells, he told his daughter, which the daughter, t- which his daughter is the niece of Ritzian Kokis, who the daughter told her to Ritzian. She said, he, I'm sorry, he told his daughter, he said, I was, I was somewhere in Shemayim. I saw something. And all of a sudden, like the daughter's listening, I saw how strict they considered Lashon Har and Shemayim. I saw it. And then he tells something else to his daughter. He says, I did something. He said he was very careful of Lashon Har. He said, and he did something over 30 years ago to somebody in Chicago. He did something wrong. And he told his daughter, and he told the name, he says, could you, could you go get Mechila from him? Like, very strange. He saw something in Shemaim, something about Lashon, and then he was able to feed that one thing. And in the end result, she called Chicago, and actually Rabbi Zucker, I spoke to him myself, was involved in the case in Chicago, and it was amazing. He, it was his bro, it was his Chavrus's father, the one who we asked Mechila. And the man said, I'm Michael, I'm Michael, I'm Michael. And actually Rabbi Zucker spreads this all over also in Chicago. And all, and all of a sudden, she turned back to her father after she did it. She said, Tati, can I tell the family the story, what you saw in Shemayim? He says, not tell only the family, he says, tell the world what I saw. Which is, was amazing, is that he saw something in Shemayim, something that he saw, how strict they, that was all they saw. And HaKadosh Baruch showed it to him, and now we were able to learn from it. And the end result, let me just tell you, a few days later, he was actually getting better, and one night, he went to sleep, and he, he was nifter in his sleep, right before like Yom Kippur. Like a few days later, he was really getting better. It was almost as if he was alive to tell us this message, and Baruch Hashem, it's spreading all over. The message of people, be careful. I actually, one person told me when he heard this story, he, they got chizik, but they also feel bad. What about all the Avevis of Lashon our person did? Maybe did it thousands of times. What should he do? There's something called tshuva. You try your best, Hashem will help. This man was very careful, Lashon So HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed him to fix this last thing before he was nifter. We have many things we did wrong, so you know what? Go over to Hashem. Say, Hashem. I've made many mistakes, maybe thousands. Hashem, help me clean my Averis of Lashonara. When Hashem sees you mean it, He'll tell, take off your Averis and fix it up. And whoever you thought of that, you do remember, so go over to Him and you could ask Him a chila, but many times you don't remember. So there you need Hashem. Go over to Hashem, Hashem, listen, I'm learning it. I'm trying my best. I'm learning the two Allahs. Please, if I'm trying, please forgive my Averis. And this is what I told somebody this week. As I'm talking about myself also, we're all humans, and we all fall, and we all fall even in Lashon Hara. He says, we can ask Hashem to get involved, especially you're learning it. If you're not learning it, it's harder to ask because you're not involved. But you say, Hashem, look, I'm learning it every day. I'm trying my best. Now help me clean my Averis of all my years before. Hashem says, oh, oh, my children, you're asking me? I'll help you. I might even turn the Averis, and I'll make mitzvahs from it. Tshuva, mitzvah tshuva. Hashem will take it away and clean it up. And this is where a person can really actually change very, very much. 
And that's why it's probably the most important thing on this life to learn, not because of the learning, but it's because of the change of life. I want to share with you some stories that I've said a few times in, in different places, and, and people have asked me in you know, different Yeshua's, I want to share some stories of older. People say, oh, they have Shaduchim of 25, 30, 27, 30, 35. What about older ones? So I want to share a few stories that I know personally. This is going back a few years ago, maybe three years ago already, it was somebody in my shul. And I'm going to now I'm saying a bunch of stories that are with older bachrim or older girls where you see Yeshua and a bracha from the Eibishter. There's somebody in my, my shul is about three, four years old. He, he was over 50. And he got engaged. And I knew already his mother was learning it for years. Somebody had told me. And I was wondering, maybe the father's learning it. I don't know. So I called up the father. I knew him. He lives a block away from me. So I just want to ask you, you also learning it? He tells me, I didn't do it for that. I still remember that conversation. I didn't do it. I did it because I want to know the luck. As I said, when did you start? He tells me about a year ago. I was like very inspired. And about two weeks later, he tells me, a week later, he says, oh, you can add it to your stories. I'm, at that time, I was like number 70. I have like 460 now. I have 465, whatever it is. Anyway, I was very inspired. 50, 50. And Baruch Hashem, he had a baby already, baby boy. Baruch Hashem. And that was in the, and I have somebody in my class, which I said this once before, as my, uh, uh, somebody in my class last year, she has been learning it for a few years, actually. She had a issue with her son. It was beautiful. Bracha with her family. And she had a sister older in the 40s. She told me I was already learning it for years. But I decided about a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago, I decided I'm going to learn it for my sister, 44. Something amazing. She did it for a year. Her husband was also learning it, but she, she didn't do it together with him. And about a year later, her sister, 44 years old, got engaged. 44, it's not... And Baruch Hashem, she got married. And Baruch Hashem, she's already married a few months. Amazing. 44 years old. You said, what? Yes. Don't ever give up. And she actually mentioned to me that her parents didn't think she's ever going to get married. Like, they felt like, you know, she's getting too old. And that's it. It's not that it. Hashem has ways. He can, he can do tremendous things to you. And this, I'm going to share with you two other stories of people that do it for others. Now, I don't know how Hashem makes miracles with it, but I have many, many stories on it also. There's somebody that I know I, where I teach in the Chayr, I knew him, he was, in the, he was in school last year, and I had pushed him, he has a sister 40 years old, I, I have a, he has a sister 40 years old, and I had pushed him to learn it, I pushed him, and he started learning with his wife, and I spoke to his wife, she told me she started learning with her husband in the summer, for, the, for the, her, brother, her, husband's, her husband's sister, about eight months later, the sister got engaged, and Baruch Hashem, she got married, it was such a big simple, it was a very good boy, also good shidduch, and people were so inspired by it. And then in that same time, I had somebody else that came over to me, exciting. He says, I heard your speeches, I heard you talk somewhere. And he said, I got my family to do it. My wife, my kids, we are so excited we're going to do it for my 35-year-old sister. And he came over to me, I think it was four or five months, maybe six months. My sister got engaged. And he was so excited. He was by him. It was clear in his eyes that my family did it. And I, that reminded me of a story that just now, it's a story of, Actually, this moment right now, this past week, there was a big simcha of a family that actually, when my kids got engaged all the way, all the way back four years ago, he was this man, I'm not going to say his name, I'll call him Ben Sien, and that's his first name, and he was very inspired about my stories. And I mentioned part of his story before, but I'll say the whole, there's a big part of the story also. This Ben Sien, he said, oh, my Rabbi Asher has all the kids got engaged, his three kids got engaged in four months. He said, I'm going to do it. He got his wife and his kids, his whole family. 
We're learning Chavetz Chaim. They started learning it. I think he has a bunch. He has daughters, sons, everybody learning it. He told me afterward, after like, I think it was a months later, he tells me, number one, I had a mind for somebody who was sick, had a total of Fushim. Another one had a after of Fushim. And it was like he had a list of what things to do and it was bracha. And then about eight months later, his daughter got engaged. I came to the chast, I remember. He jumped up, Rabbi Menashe, I don't believe it, it worked. I got such a good shidduch. He got a great shidduch for his daughter. And then while I was in the wedding, somebody told me, Rabbi Menashe, there's another story in the wedding. The other side is also Chavetz Chaim. I said, I'm going to go check it out. I went over to the father, or the, the chassan and the father. He tells me like this amazing thing. The boy also wanted a special type of girl. He wanted a specific type of Yerushalayim turn type. And he told his father, or his father told him about how it went. They started learning father and son, Chavetz Chaim. He got engaged a little while later, and his sister also was engaged. It was incredible. This was a Chavetz Chaim wedding. And he also told me, he said, one of the things he has in mind, he had a brother who was also older, like 50, and he also was already going out, and he got engaged and got married. Baruch Hashem, he also already has a kid now. And now the final part of the story is, his son just got engaged. A few years already, a week ago. And I know the family's into learning. I didn't ask the details, but I know. Because this son himself told me himself. He was once in my class, many years ago, he was in my class, and all the way back when I was teaching, I think in my second grade class, I remember, 15, 18 years ago, I remember what he was. And, and he, Baruch Hashem, got engaged, and he actually told me that he was part of a group that learned it for 27-year-olds, three, I think three 27-year-olds, they got engaged. There was another group learning it for somebody who didn't have children, also out of Yeshua, he himself told me. And this is a beautiful thing. Families that learn it is, is beautiful. I don't know if anybody could, there are stories, back. I get back, people tell me that sometimes they get their kids. One person, that was such a beautiful story, told me, and since I think he was married, he's been doing, anybody who's married now, or getting married, is amazing. He started doing it, him and his wife, and the kids, and whoever's at the supper table, they're learning it. I think he told me 20 years. He says, he does it with his wife, but if anybody's in the table, if there's five people, so whoever's there, he says, I asked him, how's your kids? He says, Anachas. Anachas from every single one. How can that be? Yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you guidance, especially if you can learn it together because that makes a family unit. As one person told me, there's such a beautiful thing when a husband and wife learn it. It's so beautiful, especially together. He told me, somebody, my neighbor, his name is Geli, he said to me, he said, you know what happens? The father, the neighbors, the, the, his relatives, the wife's family, friends, neighbors, all around, and the children, it becomes not just two people, it's a whole world changes. The world changes from two people. You get a family. You change the world. Sometimes grandchildren. I teach in the cheder. Sometimes a boy tells me, Abby, I got my parents to do it, my grandparents to do it, my cousins. I said, wow, what's going on here? One kid. A person can change the world. And don't think you can't. And if you think about it, what did Avram Avinu do? We just now the parshas and Chumash learning about the Ovis, Avram Yisak Yaakov. How did Avram, what did Avram do between 30, 40, 50, 60? The third doesn't speak about it. But he had thousands of Talmidim. I mean, how do you think he got Talmidim? There was no radio. There was no communication like that. He went around. He went to people, Mahasik people, and he told them about the power of the Kaddish Baruch, the greatness of Hashem, and the, and the miracles of, of the world, and, the, and how the sun, the moon, the stars, everything, the world works, and how everything is perfectly made for the world. And people started saying, there is an Abishta. They saw it. So here, you also have the Koyach to tell them how the power of the mouth Abishah gave us the power of the mouth, and now with the matzah and Eretz Yisrael, you have no idea what you could do right now. There's so much sakan in Eretz Yisrael. The mouth is our power. Kol Yaakov Les Parsha, 
Yadaimi the Esav. Esav is the hands. We're not the hands. We're the mouth. And the mouth is Torah and Yerushalayim and Tefillah, but not Lashonara. And if a person says, I don't mind, I'll say here Lashonara, I won't learn it. What's going to happen? It's going to affect your Torah. Kovatayim says in Be'efeirish from the Zohar Kodesh, the Torah is affected and it hurts. Whoa, he says, Oi, the Torah you learn and the Tefillah stays in the air, the Zohar Kodesh says, and you stop it. So do you want to ruin your Torah? Do you want to ruin your Tefillah? Here is a golden opportunity by learning it you become a different person. And a person says, oh, I don't need to learn it. I'm good enough. I'm perfect. I learned it a few times. I learned it seven times, eight times. That's not true. There's nobody on this earth could say such a thing unless you're a God Lador and you're, you're a real rich shlemus. But we can't say that we need constant reminders. And anybody, a little bit of effort, you can, you can make wonders. In the Cheda, where I teach, there's also a story of somebody older. A person told, came over to me with such a beautiful story. He says, I have a 41-year-old friend. I went over to him, he heard my story, he said, listen, there's somebody in my school, I mean, whatever, he told him, learn it. He told me a month later, about within a month, he started getting a shidduch. He actually pulled him up, I don't believe this, it's a shidduch. He ended up getting engaged. Like a few months later, he's like, what? I just started learning it. It was unbelievable. I, I, I wonder why some people one month, two months, other people a year, eight months, sometimes a little over a year. And I think the real reason is the person makes a real tr- tr- big change. And the bigger the change, the bigger the issue, which I said in other, other recordings also. I was, in, I was in one of the shuls in Lakewood, and a man told me this amazing story. His wife's sisters, they heard my recording. I gave a recording for the Chavetz Haim Heritage Foundation before Rosh Hashanah. It, was a, it spread out, Baruch Hashanah, a lot of people heard it. And these two sisters of his wife, this man's wife's two sisters, they heard it, and they said, you know what? Why don't we learn it for this man's son? Which is the, the third sister. In other words, there's three sisters. So there's two sisters did it for the third sister, which is the man's wife. Let's do it for his son. They did it for 40 days. I don't know if they missed a day. On the 40th day, it came out on Shabbos. Moitzi Shabbos, he was Hasid Shidduch. The Shidduch came. He met the Shidduch on Moitzi Shabbos. And Thursday was the Chayim. What? Thursday. Amazing. 40 days, two sisters. And he told me the story himself. The, the husband told me the story. He got inspired by the story. Somebody else told me another story. This was not, this was a little while ago. That a woman told me that, it was, that, her, that her son was trying to get into a school. I think there was like a hundred people trying to get into certain spots. And he didn't look good. Bederach, normal, not going to get in. And what happened was, she was about to say Lashon her. She told me that she had Nisayin. And she stopped herself. And she realized she has this horse. So she asked Shem, please help my son get in. I think it was a son. I let him get my child into the school. And Baruch Hashem, a week later, it's accepted. A week later, a bracha, you do a little effort, you cannot imagine. I saw somebody in this now, and he told me, Baruch Hashem, he just had a simcha, he just had a baby boy. And right away, I smiled, he's one of my stories. And he, he was like, I have a son. Who is this boy, man? I had saw him in one of the shows in Lakewood, and I had Mechazik, and he was very inspired. He's a person that like, loves Yerushalayim, he wants to get close to Hashem. You okay? He called me up after he started learning this book, Daily Companion. He called me up four months ago. Four months later, I'm sorry, four months later. He tells me, Rabbi Menashe, I want to tell you something. I, because of you, he said, I made a promise to him. I don't remember that. He made a promise to me about finding a shidduch. He was a little older. I'm not sure. He was in maybe late 20s. And he said, I started doing it. I just want to let you know, three months later, got engaged. My collar is in the car right now. And a month, which now it's four months later, I'm just calling you now, I just made a seam, I just finished Chavetz Chaim, one round, one round. And I just want to let you know that my call is here, 
and I got engaged all because there's a chus of Chavitz Chaim. I don't know if he did it with somebody else. I don't know if he did it. All I know was he got inspired. And that's it. The inspiration a person does it. It was somebody who was recently with Nifter, 100 years old. And I remember who told me the story. He said there was one thing this man, he was just Nifter recently. He had full teeth. He had his teeth didn't have, he had cavities. It was mamish, regular, good teeth, perfect. And he was very makbin, I didn't get all the details. All I got was, he has a hundred-year-old man, careful, the Abishta says, I'll take care of your teeth. If a person takes care and does not say Lashonara, you know what happens to him? His mouth gets protected. His tongue, his, his teeth, his throat, Hashem protects him. I think the Roshim Baichai is the one, one of the Tanoim said, if a person says Lashonara, the punishment is, Askar, the worst death in the choking. That's because Lashonara is so big. So all we need to do is put effort, if we at least try, Abbas Chaim says, you try, you learn it, you won't be, a, you won't, even if you fall, chas v'sham, but you, you're showing Hashem that you're trying, it's a different world. When a person says, I don't care, and I've said it once before, and I'll say it again, the difference between somebody learning the laws of Lashon and not is a thousand times, it's like bigger than the difference between the sun, the sky, and the earth. It's tremendous. A person can make just changes. I had somebody who, who called me from Toronto, and he said he's 31 years old. He says, and I was wondering, Toronto, I never spoke to somebody in Toronto. He says, you did speak to me. 11 months ago, 12, it was a little over limits. I was in a chasana. And now I remember something, I don't remember all the details. He tells me, I had spoken to him in a chasana. He had come to the chasana to Lakewood from Toronto. I told him, Lord Chavitz Chaim. He tells me, he did it 11 months. And I got a couple to do it for me also. I wanted to get two sides. I just got engaged. He called me up. This was, I think, a week and a half, two weeks ago. 31. Yes, it could happen. Anybody had somebody else call me about two weeks ago. They didn't have insurance and they were having a baby. And they lost insurance and they were going crazy. And they told me, let's start learning Chavitz Chaim. And he told me, it was a long, a lot of details. I couldn't even keep up to it. I told him, please, text me all the details. He didn't text me, but all the details, he said, because he ended up paying a few hundred dollars for birth. He says, he said, and all Chavitz Chaim, I went to a post office in Lakewood just now. And I told him, I was talking to a guy. He says, you know who I am? I said, no. My name is Kusiel Bolt Balter Balter. He says, I was the one that saw you. I called you. And I remember now. He told me, he had called me up. He says, I had saw him a few months ago. He told me, I had given him a USB. I told my story. He said, you changed my life. I was excited. 46 days. He told me, I saw him 46 days. And I told my friend Baltimore, 24-year-old, after 36 days, his daughter got engaged. And he told me, I have a few more Yeshua's in my family. A few people got engaged because we started it. A few people started putting it together and there was more Yeshua's. It goes on and on. A person has to know how great it is. I'm going to end off with a story. I have more stories, Baruch Hashem, but I want to end off with a story. Now, this story is, I've said it in a recording from Torah time, maybe about two months ago, maybe more. And, but it's such an important story for today. This story is special for the Matzah and Eretzah. And before I say the story, I just want to let you know, now, Klal Yisrael, it's like a few people already, I'm hearing them same message. We had to go through such tsar. 1,400 people dead. 200, over 200 captives. And so much people, and people are dying and are killing in the arm and killed. It's, it's tremendous pain. And the Abish's eyes, the pain of the Akadosh Baruch, our father, he's our father. He's in tremendous pain. And he had to do it. What did he do it for? And sad to say this, but he, we're seeing a tremendous yachtus. We've never had an actus like this in Kala Yisrael. Who knows? Maybe in a hundred years. I don't know. Maybe since the, I don't want to say since the base of I don't know. 
We're getting our achdas, a lot of people joining together over Klaisal. Even around the world, people are changing. They're trying to be together. I want to tell you this story because it's an inspiration, and please get the message. Because if you get the message, it's going to change your life, this story. This story was said to me by Simcha Bunim Cohen. Actually, I heard it, and I said it before, that I'll just tell it to you. How he, he heard it from, he was involved in the story. He's a, he's a rov in a terrace, Shaya, And I try to say the story many times in many places. Everywhere I speak, I, say, I try to say this story. He said he saw what Moshe Feinstein about 40, 45 years ago. And he saw he was thinking he was serious. And Moshe Feinstein tells him, he tells him, I heard it from Simcha Borom himself. I first told him part of the story that I heard, and then he told me I just made one mistake, and then he told me this part. He's like this. He says, Rav Moshe Feinstein was thinking of something, and he went over, he was talking to Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe Feinstein said, Mashiach was about to come just now, today, right now. And because there were two groups in Klal Yisrael, they were having Machlaikis fighting. They were screaming, they were saying Lashon Hara, and they were saying Rechilis. Rechilis means whatever, talk, turn talk like Lashon Hara. And they were saying it, and it was, and that two groups stopped Mashiach from coming. If it wasn't for these two groups, we would have had Mashiach low Mashiach would have came, there would be a third base of Mikdash. So if Simcha Bonam Kohen asked for Maisha, <laughs> so Maisha, can the Rosh Hashiva tell me the names of the groups? I'll try to make sure. He said, yes, it's not Lashon he's going to tell him. He told him the names. So right away he called the Mashkiach of Lakewood or Nassan Wachvogel. Called the Mashkiach. We just had the yard site, Nassan just now. And he says, and he told him, Nassim, Rav Nassim, the Sheikh was about to come, and Moshe said, and only because he told him, I'll take care of it. He took the two groups. That means it wasn't such big groups. He took them both. And he gave them Mutsu. He told them, look what's happening. And they did not make Shalom. They would, he tried and tried. They still had the arguments. And he went back to Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe, we're trying. We're trying to make Shalom because this is it. And Rav Moshe said a very powerful line. He said, even if they make Shalom, it's too late. Why? The Zman's over. There was a Zman in time. Nothing held back only because of these two groups. Now we have to wait for the next Zman. That's why it's too late. Now we have to wait for the next moment that there's enough Zachus and Klai, so I'll come. That's what Moshe said. So I'm going to hit something powerful for the Mitzvah. The world now, it's going through who knows what. Nobody knows what tomorrow is. We don't know what in an hour, nothing. We right now know one thing we have. We have the power of the mouth. We can make Mashiach come. We, not the Hashem, we're going to make Mashiach come because of us. Once we have that zechus, once enough people all over, whether he is this recording, tell it to the world. Get your cousins, your uncles, your parents, your grandparents, your nephews, anybody in the world, get your neighbors. Why not? Spread it out. When enough people learn it, there's less Lashon Hara. Less Lashon Hara, less Machlekes, Mashiach would and will come. And it's going to be you who's doing it. You are causing Mashiach to come. You're adding it on the list. All we're doing is adding like the mountain. Once we hit a certain level, Mashiach will come and you could be doing it. All I need is a little more effort, a little more, more people. And there'll be less machlekes and make shalom. When you see somebody, you have a fight with somebody. Somebody just told me somebody owes him $35,000. I spoke to him today. He's like really so upset. He owes him. He doesn't want to give it that. And I really was trying to, I wanted to hint to him. He says, now is the time to somehow, in your heart, okay, I'll do it for Klai Yisrael I want to make Shalom somehow, how we'll do it, I don't know, but in the end result, you can do it. We have somebody you don't like, your sister, brother, your, your cousins, you have no, you're not talking for 20 years. Make Shalom now. Why wait? I'm going to wait till later. Who knows what's going to be tomorrow? Now you have the Zuchus, the chance to make Shalom with every 
single person that you don't get along with. Step by step, you can change the world. And once that happens, Hashem says, oh, I got the moment. Once I get the moment, I'm going to bring the third base. I'm not waiting. I'm going to bring Mashiach. I'm going to blow the shofar. And we're going to have that minute, that remission we lost 45 years ago. We're going to have it this year. We're going to see Be'ez Hashem. And we should all be Zaych, everybody here. We're going to have, Ibishra is going to turn this Tsar Gedoyla, Tsar Gadol. And we're going to turn this Tsar to a Simcha Gedoyla. We're going to have a Simcha of the Besamikdash, the whole world, Claudius around, even the Goyim. We're going to mock her. And we're going to say, like it says in Aleinu, Benemar Vaya Hashem Lemelech. Hashem is going to be the king, which he is the king every second now. But we don't recognize it enough. And Be'ez Hashem will be Zaycha this year to the most beautiful binion. And it's all going to be because of you and everybody. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.